Hello and welcome back to episode trois. Trois? Tres? Three. Three. Oh, I see what you're... I, yeah, I thought you were struggling to have to say the word <laughs> three then. Trois. Trois. Under trois. 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 Or eins zwei drei, if you're going German. Ah, look at you. Yeah. That's from social. Episode three. With a new mate. If you're, if you're on a podcast, you can't see this, but we've got a little Jack Russell called Dilly. Yeah, you might actually be able to hear her licking my hand right now. I'm glad you said hand. <laughs> um, Definitely not licking anything else. She's, if you can, but if you can see on the, if you are on YouTube, if you are watching us online, and you can see little Dilly, oh. who's my uh, my friend Liz's little dog that I'm looking after. So she's featuring today, and we've yeah. had to close the blinds just in case she starts by barking her head off. So oh, you're a little cute little thing. Anyway, all the dog lovers are listening, just going, oh, let's stroke Dilly. Yeah. All the ones who don't like dog lovers, you Yeah, can you just get on and talk so, about Facebook stuff, please? Right, Facebook stuff. Last week, episode two, we discussed conversions for lead gen for e-commerce. And we promised that we the next one was about one of the two. And this one's going to be about e-commerce. So there is a lot to talk about. I did actually turn up here and think, oh, this one might be all right. But it's actually loads to talk about. Um, so it might carry on to two. But... Through the podcast, you're always going to get lots of things because we might not think of it right at this moment in time. Then we'll be in the office and then we'll look back and go, oh, yeah, that's another one. So we're just going to go over a few of the things that you need to make sure of. Number one, don't make your website look like absolute dog shit. <laughs> yeah, if you've got a shit website, Facebook ads. I mean, Jesus it, Christ. <laughs> Some of the people, some some of the people that come to us. Obviously, we're not. Actually, no, we probably do. Actually, James, who is the head of sales, will probably just turn around sort of in the nicest possible way and say, "Your website's kind of dog shit." Yeah, um, we can't shit. fix that. Yeah. What do we mean by your website's dog shit? So, you've gone. You've set up a Shopify site. Your images are crap. Your headlines are crap. The usability is crap. Now, if you're going to Shopify, Shopify is so successful at being like one of those number one um, places that if you're following their layouts, things are pretty should be pretty hard to go wrong. It will go wrong when you start putting in too much description on the products that's not needed and no one's going to read. Um, the images are really poor, and we all know it. Think, so, put yourself. Now, from a business owner of your own e-commerce site to a consumer, how many times do you go onto a website and you bounce straight away because you just think, oh, it doesn't look very professional? Yeah. And that's the biggest problem is, is yeah. people really don't put the time into it. No, you need to put the time into it, I think. But there are, so say we're, you know, Shopify, which is one of the biggest ones out there, isn't it? I think that there, are, there definitely are Shopify themes that, look really sexy but aren't optimized for conversions um so yeah there was a client that i've worked with previously where it was like it looked really really cool it had all the bells and whistles and all these cool features but actually when it comes down to like conversion it wasn't the best yeah so that's something to consider which is some of the things we're going to go over today just yeah. to make like how to make that better so let's say that you've you've gone away and you've just listen to that bit and you thought, right, okay, I need to make it look better. So you put better images in, you take a better theme. People who use WordPress, so like, this is the biggest grudge of ours that we have, is that when people come to us and they've just had a website built or something like that, they haven't tested it enough, 
It's a brand new product. They don't know if that product works. It's like, you can't just wake up in the morning and go, I've got an idea for a product, set up a website and hope that it's gonna work. Are people buying your product? Is there, how much competition is there? Can people buy your product cheaper on Amazon? That's a really good one because the problem is with Amazon, it is the absolute dog box. It's everywhere. They've got so much money and so much expertise and the best people in the world in e-com building the ultimate shop online. Yeah. Everything is as it should be. Mm -hmm. You can literally go on and buy now and you can press a button in your cupboard to order all the bloody dishwasher tablets. Yeah. Uh, it, it's cool. I never got into that. I no. liked the idea of it, but I never actually had one of those buttons. I think it's because it costs a bit of money but to do, do the things. You have to buy the things. You have to buy them. You have to buy each of the buttons, don't yeah, you? Yeah. It's a physical button, isn't it? Yeah, you just press it and it's linked to your Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's nuts. I guess like now I would just ask Alexa to do that. Okay, so we've just literally gone on to the cool things that Amazon do on a, an e-com podcast talking to normal people who are going, I don't know how to make my e-com website convert better. Yeah. That's 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 our point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, if you've chosen a product that you're going up against Amazon with and people's, good luck. So you've really got to, you've really got to face the truth of, you can't just set up a website and put some products on it and do a Facebook ad and hope that people are going to buy it. No. There's so it's... much more into it. You might get a lucky sale, but at no point yeah. you're going to get any return and a, and a business that you can actually decide to grow and scale. No, or it's a way to quickly establish that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so you could come up with an idea, think, well, okay, I've got a couple of hundred quid, I'm going to just pop it into some Facebook ads, see if this is something that's viable or not. Yeah, yeah. And then quickly you'd be able to tell whether or not that's a viable business or, or like idea. If it doesn't work, switch it off and move on to something else. So how do we know that's so how do we know that, that business idea has worked? Well we're gonna look at your website as an e-com site needs to do a one to two percent conversion rate. Yeah. Now the listeners are now thinking one to two percent conversion rate. Ninety-eight to ninety-nine percent of people will not buy your product when they come to you. Well, that's outrageous, isn't it? Mm. And that's how that's, that's a so good low. and that's a good that's, website conversion. That's rate. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how have we worked that figure out? You run some Facebook ads where you look at your Google Analytics. You look at the traffic coming in, so the amount of people who are coming into that website on a day or on a seven-day period or a thirty-day like, period, whatever, whatever you want to do it. Yeah. And how many people came in, and how many orders did you, did you get off the back of that? So yeah. if a hundred people came in, and you want your website to work really well, you had two orders. If your website's working okay and it's a new brand, you had one order. Yeah. If that doesn't happen, you need to start looking, start at, looking at the, the product and all the other things. So all the different elements of the funnel and yeah. So so we start so we start looking at little wolf there. So we start looking at the different things. So you've had a hundred people come to the site, and we want ten percent of them to add to cart. So if a hundred people have come and you've had a ten percent cart rate, and you can look at this on Google Analytics if you're not using Facebook and you've got other, using yeah. social media or to drive traffic or whatever. Yeah. 10%, so if you've got 10% of those, 100 people, 10 of them are 10% have added to cart, checkbox first done. People are liking your product, your product pages seem to be doing okay, yeah. and they've added to cart. Yeah. The next thing we want to look at is from the ones that added to cart, how many of them went to initiate checkout? 
So they liked it enough to go, not just to browse. You know, I was doing it last night, browsing stuff, adding to cart, then I sort of didn't like it, I saw something else. So you, you do it, but you know, you're just shopping, aren't you? Yeah. Kind of window shopping. Yeah. But we want 55% of those, 50, 55% to, to go to a checkout. Okay, so when, when you say initiate checkout, what do you actually mean by that? Is that somebody adding to cart and then they start to complete their payment details? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So so what happens, so how we know this through Facebook is through a Facebook pixel. Yeah. And a Facebook pixel is a piece of code, kind of like if you've done your Google Analytics, pretty much the same. You set up a Facebook account, you set up a Facebook business manager, completely different podcast, but you set up a business manager, yeah. you've got an ads manager, and in that business manager, you can set up some event code, which is kind of like the Google Analytics code. You stick it in the same place as the Google Analytics on your website. Shopify, you just take the code in the same settings area of preferences. There'll be one for Google and there'll be one for Facebook. And then that means you can go into the analytics on Facebook and it will show you the events that are automatically populated on an e-com website that's been set up properly. So you can say, so initiate checkout, will be, it will be called initiate checkout, which is the one after add to cart. We want 50 to 55% to drop through to that. If that's correct, we're, we're still good. But now we've got the purchase. We want the purchase really, on, on average our clients are kind of, because no, you know, it's really hard, we're based on, this is based on really good stuff. Mm -hmm. Most of them are 60 to 70%, but ideally we want 85%, go from initiate checkout. So they've opened the wallet, They've got their card out, they've gone to enter their details in, we want 85% of them to actually submit that and purchase the product. Yeah. But you'll find that so many people don't. So from someone who's got a website that's been going, they've got traffic, they're sending orders, through Google Analytics to Facebook, it's very easy to actually see where you've got bottlenecks in your product. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a great product and people are buying it and they're adding to cart, there's no reason why you shouldn't be selling that product but there are many different things that can stop that thing happening. People are landing on your website, but they're bouncing and you're only getting 2% added to cart. Why is that? It could even be like site speed. That's a big one, isn't it? Site speed, well. But if you're using Shopify, then those things shouldn't no, be. Yeah. If you, yeah, if we're talking Shopify, that should be. We often see that with WordPress when you've got lots of plugins installed and all this sort of thing, and then that starts yeah. to slow it down, doesn't it? And that's probably and I saw. I was going onto a little bit of that earlier, wasn't I? I think and I got sidetracked. But if you're yeah. if you're building a WordPress site, what usually happens is we've got these web designers all the time, and we we're friends with a load of web designers, so they're probably listening to this thinking, "Oh, you bastard!" Uh. But basically, what generally happens is a web a typical web designer will build in WordPress. That's how most websites are built, and it's great. If you want an e-commerce shop, that website designer then goes and gets a plugin at the back of WordPress called WooCommerce. WooCommerce then is, is then hand-built again by that designer, but the designer doesn't know, A, how to make it convert, really, and B, if they change any of the type of build, Facebook and Google may not recognize the way they've built it to be able to see that conversion channel, yeah. i.e. initiate checkout and stuff. Yeah. So then you have to get another it's plugin, like which is Pixel My Site, which is great, yeah. which then has to sit on it again to make you be able to advertise through these different social media channels. Because what Shopify have done is, Shopify is so big that they talk API with Facebook and all their builds and their themes are all speaking to Facebook correctly. 
and you can't, and because it's just a platform you can sit on and drag and drop and insert pictures, that doesn't change. But as soon as a web developer gets involved and thinks they know better, things generally fuck up. Yeah. And then we get given the site, we start looking at the picture, we go through our whole setup procedure and go, uh-uh, something's red flagged. And then we spend the next four weeks going back to the course from business, developer, and us trying to fix a bloody problem. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking of if you're thinking of doing anything to do with e-commerce and you want to start out with a new product, just go to Shopify, pay twenty dollars a month, and build, and build yourself, or find an agency that specialises because they're they're all starting to pop up now. A Shopify, Shopify agency, conversion agency. Who don't use WordPress, they use Shopify. Yeah. I don't get me wrong, I'm not bashing WordPress. I, I love WordPress. My website's built on WordPress. Um, but from an e-com perspective, there's definitely better options out there. Yeah. Oh, it's not enough. WordPress is amazing, but it's but we understand what we need for yeah. what things. Yeah. And the average consumer who's just wanting to start their database, or with the COVID stuff at the moment, so many businesses are going online. Yeah. I mean, I've just looked at a better local, one of our local bakeries. Now they're having to go online because they can't have the shop. Yeah. So automatically you've got people who aren't techies. Yeah, exactly. And Shopify is just a great They know how to bake that. a cake. They yeah. know how to make amazing bread. They don't yeah. know how to sell their bread on a, on, online. online yeah. And they're getting advice of people who unfortunately are a bit old hat, are into historical advertising techniques, aren't up with the times, and are creating more of a problem than fixing, making a quick solution for someone. Yeah. So, um, sure. so how do we, we've gone over images. Um, so you really need to use high quality images and video on your product pages. Think about what you are, you want people to see when they're shopping. So I'm going off some notes. When you are shopping online, you can't touch the product because this is another thing. It's like, how many e-commerce websites do we speak to where we're like, why don't you just have like, once someone's opened a wallet at checkout, have like an add-on on WordPress, on Shopify, whatever, to get more things into their basket. Oh, you know, when you're in Marks and Spencers, we're always picking up chewing gum and all these sort of things because they know, make your online shop the same as if you're in a supermarket. Absolutely, or in a normal it's shop. traditional, like, it's it's what we call average order value, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, you go to McDonald's and you ask for a Big Mac and they say, do you want fries with that? It's that. It's increasing that average order value. Yeah. With upsells and things like that. Number two, free shipping. Who wants to pay for shipping? No one wants to pay for shipping. shipping. We pay for shipping. Really annoys me. Because we have to. But the business need, if it's going to cost you £2.50 to ship something, build it into your product price and give it for free shipping. Uh You're getting your shipping covered because you've just increased your product price slightly. But psychologically, it's just... Amazon again. If you've got Prime, who hasn't? Who doesn't pay? Who doesn't pay them fifty quid a year to get every bloody parcel delivered for free? I've got to the point now where I get annoyed if I can't have next day. That's the world we're going into. That's the world we're going into. I will search for products on Amazon, and I will check the box to say Prime delivery. Yeah. So I don't want to wait any longer than twenty four hours. Exactly, but. Look how big dropshipping is. Mm. So for the, for the listeners who don't know what dropshipping is, you're probably buying products from dropshipping companies and not even realising it. So oh, that, yeah, is, that is someone, any of us can do it. I've had experience doing it in basic terms. You can go onto AliExpress, we can use a third party like Oberlo, and you as a business owner can sell products online without ever touching 
the product and the, the systems will be that are in place can do it for you. But using e-packet, which I think is the quickest drop shipping shipment, because essentially someone's ordering something on your online shop that you've got your Shopify, that order then, you then send the order to AliExpress or whatever at the end of the day, but you choose e-packet. So you're usually find a supplier that's e-packet. It's two weeks to get the delivery. Now, there are a lot of successful businesses and entrepreneurs who are making a lot of money out of that on a two-week delivery. So in a way, we all want to be perfect and go next day to delivery. I had a JJB sport delivery yesterday from Sunday. It came next day. It was ordered at 8 in the evening. It was with us by 10. Yeah. There are these bigger companies are able to do that. Yeah. Don't get too het up on the fact that you can't. Because if someone wants that product, if someone wants your product enough to be oh, they'll wait site, for it. They will wait Absolutely. for it. Absolutely. It's just more like Amazon for me. But if I shop elsewhere, I kind of like, well, actually, like more delivery. But don't you think there are certain products that you'll go to Amazon for anyway? Exactly, yeah. But there are other products you'll yeah. look on the World Wide Web for. Yeah. The World Wide Web. Because if I use that. Okay, so that's number free two. Shipping. What's number three? So free shipping. If you can give free shipping, that's great. If you can't, then you know, fine. Right. So I would look at uh, providing offers on your website, especially for first timers. Now, I'm a great believer in if you can give something for free to try, depending on the product cost. Now we've got that. Curry business, yeah. I hope she'll be listening to this because she says she wants to listen to these. She's actually doing a free, try my product for free, just cover the shipping. Yeah. It works really, really well in the book industry. A lot of people are, hey, buy my book for free. I've done it, buy the book for free and just pay by shipping £6.49. Mm-hmm. I was selling some t-shirts back a couple of years ago and we were getting the t-shirt brand out there by giving a free t-shirt just cover the shipping. Shipping was like £8.99 or something, but people covered it because it was still a free t-shirt. Yeah. So that's good if you've got the price point right. But otherwise, get out of this 10, 10% off your first order. Oh my, like, Jesus. It just doesn't really People are blind anymore. to 10%. Yeah. 10% is sod all. Yeah. Yeah. Probably got some clients listening to us now. That we have reiterated this to them. Yeah. Probably more politely. But, <laughs> and they still can't do it because the product, product price isn't right. Yeah, if you can't do it, you can't do it. But, it's but just... you also have to look into the lifetime value of a customer. Will your customer come back to you? So Curry Kits, for instance, really, really nice. The company's called Bang Curry. It's a little bit of a promo. Buy it. It's really good. So you mix the paste. You mix the powder spices into a paste and you add your chicken and stuff. Really simple. I absolutely love it. Simple, really tasty. Now, they're it's like, it's a two, two pounds products if you're going to buy individual or 10, 20 pounds if you're going to buy packs. But the conversations we're having with them is they know that they're like people come back. Since I first tried it, I order it every three weeks, a box of them, because we eat a lot of it. So they know their lifetime value is high. So the argument is then, okay, if it's only a two pound packet flavor and your cost, and it can go through uh, a door, in the post. So let's say it's £1.57 to cover your product cost and your postage. Why not give it for free, sell more of them, sell, give more of them for free, you're then getting the email address and getting someone to try your product. And if your convert, if your lifetime value is good, so for every 10 that take the free trial, free product, seven of them repeat business. And then of those seven, three of them are always coming back for six months and they love your product. Yeah. Then you, you start being able to reverse engineer 
what your conversion rates will be yeah. and how much it will cost you to acquire a customer. So the biggest thing, and most, so many businesses don't realize this, but it's not the most expensive time is acquiring a new customer. That's the most expensive. You've got your ad costs, you've got your product costs, you've got your delivery, you've got all this lot. But if you can, how much, how long does that customer then stay with you? Different if you're JJB Sports buying a pair of trains. But if your product is supplements, things like this, you know, we've got supplement companies yeah. where you only get 30 days worth of tablets and then having to spend yeah. another 30 days yeah. quick to get more. Yeah. So what's your lifetime value? Is it worth giving 50% off, 75% off, 30% off free for that first initial acquisition to know that someone got your product, they now love it, they now grow into your brand, blah, blah, and then you make your additional acquisition yeah. cost back after three months, after six months. Those are the maths you need to look at to get those offers right. Yeah, so just to clarify then, lifetime value is the amount of time a customer stays with you for and how much they spent with you over that time period. On average. On average, yeah. And you should know this in your business. Yeah, and if you don't, then you really need to know, and I wouldn't recommend spending money on ads until you know that. There'll be some companies that actually will run ads at a loss because they know that the lifetime value is yeah, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna profit from it. So, you know, it's what we say like on the initial return on investment or the um the initial ad spend, sometimes you can just break even and that's okay because you know that within six months, yeah, you've actually got your your uh, your profit on the return on ad spend. So but yeah, so go go away with that particular notion and really have a think about what you can get away with getting your product out there and take that risk. You know, if you if you if your product is more expensive and you don't want to do that, how many can you afford to give away on a free trial, or how many can you afford to give up seventy five percent off for that first initial order? Yeah. If it's a hundred, measure the hundred. Yeah, exactly. Over a six month test, how many of those hundred came back to reorder? And then work your maths. So you have to know your maths. You do. It is just a maths game. But the ten percent off dog shit. Mm-hmm. It's dog shit. I mean, what's a ten pound product? I'll have a quid off. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not bothered. I, I, I think I've said one of the other ones episode that I bought those headphones for the office. Yeah, yeah. I went and paid 15 quid more for convenience. Yeah. I don't care about 10% off. No. Do you, do you, what works better for you psychologically? Money off or a percentage off? You've just got to test both, haven't you? Yeah. Because it's real. So five pounds off something, five pounds off a 15 pound product or 10 or 20% off a 15 pound product. Mm. I don't know. It's sometimes you. We've got uh, that jewelry company. They, 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 since they still have been with us for a year and a half now, five percent off they give. Sorry, five pounds off. It works an absolute treat. Mm. The average order on the jewelry is fifty-five pounds. It, it just works. Yeah, I think you know. For me, I like to see like fifty percent off. You do. Or it gets you in. That will get me in. I, 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 I ordered off Fabletics last night. Oh yeah. They're great, so I'm a member of them, it's a thing, but, so you have a member, you pay £49 a month, it goes into a credit, yeah. into your account, and then whenever I see a 70% off, I'm in. I'll yeah. spend my credit, and yeah. get it done, because that attracts you, but I know the businesses can't all do that, but these businesses have been, the business model has been designed on acquisition mm-hmm. and repeat business. They haven't gone, oh, I've got an idea, I'm going to do a fabulous company, and we can sell this. They've gone, right, if we're going to do this, how are we going to win this marketplace? Yeah, yeah. How are we going to go up against the gym charts of the world? Offers. We know people love an offer. Can we, how can we afford to do a 70% off offer and ad? They've gone into this. They haven't just decided, 
what they want to do. So yeah, 10% off, 20% is better, but the more you can give, you just need to figure it out and test it. I decided I was going to split this into two episodes because this was 40 minutes, so I wanted to keep it down to 20. So same title, the next podcast will come with part two at the end.